Hi there, this is the Reverend Michael Lowry, pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire, and this is Love to Tell the Story. Well, as I'm recording these words, in the church it is the day of Pentecost, on which we celebrate God's gift of the Holy Spirit, a spirit that not only leads us in truly hearing and understanding God, but which also enables us to hear each other more clearly. That's the subject of today's message, which is based on two different stories from Scripture about communication, language, and true faith. First, the Tower of Babel story from Genesis chapter 11, and then the story of the coming of the Holy Spirit from the second chapter of Acts. It's the message we've entitled, A Fresh Capacity to Listen. Well, to quote a line from an old movie, Cool Hand Luke, I believe, what we've got here is failure to communicate. Would you not agree, friends, that at the heart of many of our problems lay issues regarding communication, or perhaps more to the point, the lack thereof? I know that as a pastor, I have seen this countless times. When the core issue of some disagreement or some conflict between couples, within families, or even amongst church members, quite frankly, comes down to basic miscommunication and rampant misunderstanding. You know, it's the old story of, I know you believe you understand what you think I said, but I'm not sure you realize what you heard is not what I meant. In truth, friends, there is much that confounds our hearing and our speaking and, and thus our understanding of one another. The tone of voice that we use, our body language, the underlying emotion that shows forth the words that we have chosen, not to mention, friends, our own preconceived notions of, of what has been said to us. All of this, and so much more, friends, contributes to that occasional failure to communicate. And when you combine this with the fact that we're all different kinds of people from different kinds of backgrounds who approach things in entirely different ways, you know, it's no wonder that oftentimes it really does seem as though we're all speaking different languages and we just don't understand what we're saying to one another. I remember years ago going uh, with our youngest son, Zachary, and his second grade class on a field trip to a nearby farm where maple syrup was being made. Now, this particular farm was owned and operated by this delightful older couple who had been tapping trees on that land uh, for generations, really. And so we draw the buses up to the place and when we get to this farm the first thing that happens is that the wife in this couple leads us all down this fairly long wooden pathway to one of the big maples that were standing there and she begins to show the children how sap is collected uh, she tells them about how the native american children used to drink sap from these trees like it was kool-aid and and then she takes out little paper cups and she pours some of the sap coming right from that tree and so each one of these kids could taste it for themselves and what I remember about that is that these kids were enthralled what she, with, with what she was teaching them. 
Well, from there then, we walk up to the sugar shack where her husband is waiting for us to tell us about the next step, about how the sap becomes maple syrup. And he proceeds to tell these second grade children about the relative yield of syrup in relation to the sap collected, about the boiling point of sap and the type of firewood necessary to provide optimum and consistent heat. He talks to us about the different grades of syrup that gets produced. And then he, he goes on to talk about the gauge of the stainless steel that was used in building the sap storage sacks. I'm not kidding. The man went on and on with this litany of technical data relating to maple syrup production. And it was interesting on some degree, but the children, these second graders, their eyes are just glazing over. In fact, I'll never forget it when it was all done and the man had asked the kids if there were any questions. One little boy just cautiously raises his hand and he says, you know, that's a really big fire in there. Now, I know the man meant well. Matter of fact, the irony is, is for my youngest, this is the stuff that today he lives for. He loves this stuff. But at the time, this man who was speaking might as well have been talking Greek to those kids. They just didn't understand. And it served to me as a parable immediately. It goes to show how easily it can happen that we fail to understand what's being said to us and moreover how it is that so often we fail to be understood. And it's how a lack of proper communication can so often make or break any semblance of community we might possibly have together. And it's especially true, might I add, as regards the truth, as regards the church. Trust me here. After a lifetime spent in the church, nearly 40 years of that in pastoral ministry, I can readily affirm that given all the diversity of thought and emotion and experience that exists amongst God's people, not to mention our interpretation of theology, it's a wonder that we understand each other at all, much less have the kind of unity that we seek to embody as the church. The question is, how can we truly be a community of faith if we don't communicate with each other? And, and how are we to communicate with each other if we can't hear or understand each other? That's why it is good news indeed that God has given us that which we need to begin to understand. It's what Walter Brueggemann refers to as a fresh capacity to listen. That is, a new ability to hear and to respond. It comes in God's gift of the Holy Spirit. The miracle of Pentecost, that day which Brueggemann describes as a veritable festival of listening involving people from the four corners of the world, from every walk of life, each one of whom hear in a clear and unalloyed fashion the good news of God's love. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, what's interesting about our two texts for this morning is, as I said before, they are kind of the different parts of the same story. They are mirror images of each other. Well, first, 
there was the story of the Tower of Babel from Genesis, in which human arrogance and human sin leads to a judgment of separation and confusion. Simply put, in the beginning, God had given his people a common sense of understanding. He'd given them this ability to speak the same language. It was ever and always God's intent, you see, that we truly understand each other and that our lives be built out of that understanding. But when those same people had become wholly attuned to the sound of their own voices, rather than trying to listen and understand each other, and most especially listening to God, as evidenced by the building of that tower with its top in the heavens, which really was a monument solely to themselves. After all that, God rightly determined that the speaking the same language thing was never going to end well. And so God confused their language, it says in Scripture, so that they would not understand one another's speech. And then he divided and scattered the people over the face of the earth, making it all the more difficult to understand and be understood. So what we have in this story is the judgment of God upon our own human tendency towards self-centeredness, isolation, and alienation from one another. But then, in the book of Acts, we have God's reversal of that judgment. When the Holy Spirit comes down from heaven with a sound like the rush of a mighty wind, through the streets of Jerusalem that were filled with devout Jews from every nation under heaven, each one of them all speaking their varied languages unknown to each other, except that now, by the miracle of the Holy Spirit, they heard and they understood all of them, no matter what their background or their experience or their geography or their prejudice, they now had that fresh capacity to listen to the good news told by the disciples. In their own native language, they heard and spoke about God's deeds of power and about God's intention that his spirit be poured upon all flesh. It was a miraculous day and a vibrant new beginning for God's people. It was truly the earnest beginning of the Church of Jesus Christ. You see, one of the central gifts of the Holy Spirit is that because it is the real and living presence of God, it enables us to truly hear and understand God's Word, and to do so with a clarity unlike ever before. I dare say that in many ways is this fresh capacity to listen that makes us the church, friends, in that we are called together to attune our ears and our hearts to that word. But what I want to tell you this morning is that there's another part of that gift. And it's a part of that gift that we don't always recognize. That in our being able to hear and understand God by extension, that spirit enables us to hear each other more clearly. Remember, that was part of the wonder and the amazement of that moment, that they could understand all these diverse people around them. Maybe you've heard of the concept of active listening. It's that essential component of all manner of caregiving. And and what it means is that if we are truly listening to someone, then we need to use more than just our ears takes careful and special effort to be attentive and sensitive to the person 
who is speaking. In other words, active listening uh, involves more than just the ears. It takes a third ear, an ear that listens with love in order to sense what is really going on with that person. To go beyond the words that are being said to get to the heart of what's being said. To put this another way, and I suspect that most of us can vouch for this, when somebody truly listens to us, and not just with our ears, but with our heart, we're given that message that we matter, that we're not alone in whatever it is we're facing, and that we're loved. That's what the Holy Spirit gives us, friends. That third ear, that fresh capacity and great ability to listen to those around us with love, For you see, as our hearts are open to hear God's voice through his spirit, as we begin to listen to each other with a spiritual sensitivity, we begin to understand the language of the heart, a language that is much deeper than the words as it proclaims the truth of the gospel, even as we show forth our love for one another as we listen. Friends, how many times in our relationships with each other, have we come away from some kind of conversation, some kind of conflict, thinking that we've totally understood each other, when in fact, all we've actually really heard is a small part of what's been said. For that matter, how often does it happen that we've heard only what we want to hear and little more? How often have we been guilty of, as they say, turning a deaf ear to those who stand in the need of love and healing? even and especially those who are closest to us? And why is it that all too often we're far more set on what we think we've got to say next rather than what we really should be listening for? It's a failure to communicate. And it leads so often to that which is much worse. Let me just say here that if this is damaging For us as family members and as friends or loved ones, how much more devastating it is when that kind of behavior becomes the catalyst for hatred and violence in this world, as we are certainly witnessing right now. This is not what God intends, beloved. It isn't what God wished for our language, and it's certainly not what he wishes for our lives. But the good news in these two texts is that God has never been content to allow us to babble without any understanding. And that pun is intentional. God sends us his Holy Spirit so that we might truly listen with understanding, so that we can respond always with love. On this day of Pentecost, the people of God were made to truly hear and understand as the Spirit gave them ability. And in doing so, they became the church of Jesus Christ. They became who we are. Today, in this time and place, you and I need to always continue to be who we are. The church, as we seek to be more attentive to the Spirit in our lives, actively and earnestly listening for the many and creative ways we can reach out in love and ease one another's burdens. As we strive to dwell in unity and with true justice as we go about the work of God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. But friends, what we need to remember is our actually being the church, our living as Christian disciples. All of this starts with listening for and listening to 
the voice of the Spirit. And the beauty part is that despite all the other noise in this world that threatens to block it all out, God has given us that which we need, our ears and our hearts, for us to truly hear and understand what matters. But we've got to be attentive. For who knows what the Spirit will be saying next? And for that matter, what might the Spirit be saying to us right now? Let's be listening. Let's listen for the Spirit, and let's listen to that Spirit. And as we do, may our thanks be to God. Amen and amen. And that's the message entitled, A Fresh Capacity to Listen. And it was recorded on May the 31st as part of our current series of online services of worship at East Church in Concord, New Hampshire. And speaking of those online services, it's looking like because of the ongoing pandemic, they're going to be continuing for at least the next couple of months. So if you're looking for a way to worship this summer, we invite you to join us at East Church. We come together via Facebook Live every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock on our East Church Facebook page. And there we will have some music, prayer, and a message for the day. We're finding a whole lot of value in coming together this way right now. And we'd love to have you be a part of it. And with that, we're at the end of another episode of Love to Tell the Story. This is Michael Lowry, and I do thank you for listening, and I thank you for your support of this podcast over the past year. And by the way, I'd love to hear from you, and I'd like to find out how you're doing in the midst of all that has been going on around us. You can do that by pressing the message button on the podcast page online, or by contacting me directly through the Facebook page. Either way, I hope you'll keep in touch. So until next time, be safe, be well. And may God bless you with a great day every day. Talk to you soon.